Podcast. It's me. And we're talking. Oh, I think we're talking Seahawks coaches, but we're talking more than that. Why more? Because we've got Andrew Bottom. Oh, I'm bringing the hot takes, Julian. All the hottest takes. Lasers extraordinaire. Andrew Bottom, because it's the... Highline reporter. Here reporting. I I was about to say, because it's summer, but it's not. (laughs) It just feels like it's supposed to be summer when you talk basketball. But here we are in January. No, February. We're in February now. That's slightly better. Oh, man. Bottom, how are you? You look healthy. Hey, you know what? Um, we I survived a rainstorm today. I know you always want to know what the weather's like in LA because we have it bad. It rained buckets. And I, there's no gutters on the house I live in. So leaving the house, I have to walk out to like a rain shower. I basically get a free shower, which is great. Well, to walk nice. out in the shower, you know, when I got outside my house and get soaking wet. And I don't have rain gear down here, Julian. So if you could send me some of your old rain gear, do that. that would be much appreciated. Um, uh, I will say, you know, I, I don't know how long is it? So I remember when we left LA, uh, Emily and I would always, you would remember you had to used to, I don't know if you still, maybe you still have to, you had to ask for the table water. Like, ah, oh, we'll have some water. So it used to be a thing because there was a drought. And so if you got a water, it felt because of the drought obligatory to drink the water. So I remember before we get up from the table, full water glass, even if they fill it right before you, gosh, it drought and you cheers and you slam your water. Um, so it feels like you getting a free shower in Los Angeles. That's kind of a gift. That's like $5, you know? It, I mean, I don't, I didn't have to water my grass this entire week. Probably. You have grass. I have grass. Jillian, I have I grown know. up. I have grass. Yeah, it's not a lot, but I have grass. Um, not as much as Zach has. Zach's got lots of grass. Here's but. the thing. If you had grass, you'd have a Lyle on top of it. And uh, the fact that Lyle isn't outside your house right now. It actually would be perfect for Lyle to sleep on that side. Yep. Because it's, like it's like what a, the hell? Why are you paying for an apartment? Bottom's got perfectly fine grass. He, he's been back there. He enjoys the backyard uh, very much so. He, he's, he's done a little bit of bartending back there. It's, we call it our, see, our secret, um, uh, I don't garden? know what the name is, but it's no. secret, secret garden. Secret what? Your secret garden. Your little secret, secret garden, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the bar name, Secret Garden. The Secret so. Garden. It sounds totally not. Like the book. The book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The book. It's just like that's the book right where it was two yeah. dudes drinking in the backyard. That's the same. <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, Bottom, because this is a football podcast, we're going to start with the football coach and oh. then transition to the Blazers so that people. It was can not just, the agreement. So people could just st- quit at some point when they want to. So uh, we, uh, Seahawks got a coach. And that's good news. Uh, bottom, what I know you asked us for a uh, my stupid horn didn't work. Uh, I know you asked us for a, there it is, uh, for a reaction when it happened. But once we gave you our reaction, what was your reaction? You, you didn't give me much of a reaction. I literally just like this is who we wanted. Obviously, I thought you might have done some research person. since then. It's Mike McDonald. Uh, this is this is a good thing, Bottom. So I, I did us. a little, 
I did a little research today, which meant I Googled his name, and I realized I am officially older than this gentleman who's now taking over the Seahawks. Uh-huh. How do you think age will play into him taking control of the locker room? Uh, probably slightly more relatable. Uh, yeah, I, he'll talk about all the, the TikToks and shit. Uh, I think... Um, He's literally um, half the age of Steve Carroll, right? Like, how old, how old is Steve Carroll? He's got to be literally Carroll. half the age. Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. Oh, God damn it. He's a coach for 14 years, bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's literally, no, he's literally half. 72 years old is Pete Carroll, and he's 36. Yeah. <gasps> ah, yeah. Very close there. That's. Uh, do you think he'll be dating? Do you think – oh, I have a hot take. Hot take. Oh, There's going to be a already. scandal – where he dates one of the girlfriends of one of his players. <sighs> oh, that's not it. No, wrong sound effect. <laughs> I meant... Whoa, Bottom. That's a hot take. Um, hopefully not, Bottom. Uh, I would probably hope not. Also, like, in football years, he's not that young. In coaching years, he's... That. And if Cliff Kingsbury didn't do it, then I'm pretty sure Mike McDonald's not going to do it. Uh... No, I, I think he's, he's so. This is what Mike McDonald, and this is under very little research because this is it's how it happened very quickly. It's been a busy week. Um, I think what he does, and this is going to sound like it's very specific to what the Seahawks need, he has a defensive scheme that is unlike many others in the NFL, if not everyone else in the NFL, where he actually doesn't blitz. That's it. Instead of blitzing, you know, a blitz is when you use more than four rushers. Uh, okay. You send five, you send six, you know, something like that. Um, he sends four. He lines up like he's going to send six or seven, and he sends four. And you might say, hey, Julian, I've heard of this before. Everyone does that. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. Apparently, he does it in ways that befuddle the current NFL offensive minds, which themselves right now are not that old. Um, All that to say uh, the NFL is a constantly evolving beast. So, yeah, I think the NFL is going to catch on. And what we're banking on is that this 36-year-old kid who came up with this defensive scheme that made the Ravens one of the best defenses of all time. Uh, and hopefully he could just kind of continue to evolve and do it again. That's kind of what we're banking on because we gave him a six-year contract. But, uh, you know, that's pretty great for us because uh, we don't have a pass rush for shit. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a big difference from the, the last year's Pete Carroll, Clint Hurt, uh, we're going to stick to our scheme and we're going to play our, our base defense no matter what. Um, now we're, uh, we're apparently running a very versatile, very unique, uh, can't guess what we're about to do next type of defense. And what is the, uh, now, since you're up in the Northwest, you get obviously all the Seattle talk radio. Oh, what is you know, the... it never gets outside the state lines. It just kind of <laughs> circulates in here. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the local response or even the local, 
Local Tacoma watering holes. What are you hearing, Julian? Oh, yeah. I went to all the watering holes today <laughs> just simply for this information, bottom. No, and you, you took me to all the watering holes when I went to Tacoma I to did. visit you, which I, I appreciated your bar tour. Which I think you have been preparing for months in advance. Scouting. Tonight. I've been scouting a lot. And it's funny because, yeah, then I had to do it all over again just to prepare for this pod. And, uh, and <laughs> I, I put in the hours. You know, I put the effort in. Um Here's the thing. Uh, the majority of everyone in the state is pretty optimistic about the hire. Emily is not sure, which isn't which isn't great. Well, Emily listens to more Denver Bronco sports radio than she does Seahawks. Am I That's right? That's true. That's true. But I think and her her concerns are logical, whereas she just simply Googled uh, Mike McDonald and just looked at his resume for other. Uh, not even like head coaching experience, but just like coaching experience in general. And he doesn't really, uh, he has, uh, defensive coordinator for the Ravens and then a bunch of assistant jobs. And now he has head coach of the Seahawks. So, um, it's true. He doesn't actually have a lot of experience. Uh, while it is an optimistic hire. I think it's how you could describe it as a high ceiling, low floor. Could be the best. Could be dog shit. And uh, that's where we're at. We, um, we, are cha- we are really putting it out there of uh, this could be the best thing ever. And uh, if it doesn't work, I mean, one of a few things could happen. Well, first, before we go into next steps, uh, what's the vibes down in California bottom? Tell me. I'm sure you went to all the bars. Oh, there's, there, there was a, a lot of people concerned in L.A. about the Seahawks coaching hire. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there's, oh, on, on my street, there's so many Hawks banners. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're actually just holding up signs outside your apartment or your house. They're just like, ah, yeah. boo, yeah, yeah. boo hire. There's no, exactly. no specifics beyond boo hire. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They were throwing Niners gear in my backyard constantly. Oh. Boo hire, and they're throwing Boo lots hire. of red. Go Niners! Yeah, um, that's exactly what happened. That's that's. I mean, if the Niners are booing the hire, that means it's good. That's kind of oh, that's true. what you'd yeah. want. If the Niners now, were you... like applauding our hire, that would be bad. That that's a good that's a good point, Julian. It's a good point. Um, uh, what speaking of, and I don't know if we want to transition already, but should we talk about Super Bowl? During, I mean, this is the last pod. Are you gonna do one more pod next week, pre Super Bowl? Oh, man, I don't have the strength to do one next week. We're going on a ski trip this week and with kids, and I think that's gonna kill me. I think that's gonna kill that me. Sounds absolutely, absolutely. So, I don't want to say horrendous. That sounds negative, it's but be very. A lot stressful. of the energy that exists within my body, so I don't know yeah. about how much energy we have left for a. Super Bowl prep pod. How about before the pod is over, we'll do one big prediction just in case we do another pod. And then, uh, so start thinking about one really good one. Just one good, good prediction. Um, Well, yeah, last bit on the head coach is that uh, it's a six year deal. So, but he's 36. So you think that he wouldn't be in like a rush to like be a winning team, like he could actually take his time. But also you got to think about the Mora gig where Jim Mora had one year, sucked, got canned, 
And that's when they brought in Pete Carroll. So, like, he could also, I mean, I don't think he should be a Band-Aid, being that, like, he was a premier coaching candidate. But, yeah, he could just, as Emily said, just Nate Hackett the shit out of this. So, well, she didn't say that exactly, but she said Nate Hackett. So, like, yeah, it could, uh, as with anybody else who doesn't have head coaching experience, it could be a bust. And maybe we'll be cooking up a Belichick script for next year. But, well, I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> oh. I think if we if we, it doesn't work out with um, Mike McDonald, I think we would be probably looking at an offensive-minded head coach going forward. It's pretty much a, a boom-bust situation, sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah, boom-bust. I think that's probably the best way to describe the Mike McDonald hired. It's a, it could be the biggest boom, or it could be a pretty big bust. All right, bottom. The time... The moment that you and that absolutely no one else has been waiting for. Let's talk Blazers. Uh, tell me about the new era of Dame Time and why the Blazers will totally not suck forever again. <laughs> so, ever since Dame went to the Bucks, you know, I, I you know, I, I was sad, but I felt like you know it was good for him. I will say the saddest moment though was. I think a couple weeks ago he hit like a like a game winning three pointer at the buzzer and you know it was in the Dame time you know knocking his his wrist you know about uh it's Dame time right That's and it. I was like it realizes this is no longer a Blazers situation uh, I'm excited for him but it's no longer for my team so that was probably the the low point since the trade uh, this was his homecoming was yesterday back to Portland lots of love in the house as you would imagine for such a young gentleman such as. Damian Lillard. Um, it was interesting because the game actually went down to the budger, which would have been a perfect time for a Dame three-pointer. And the Blazers played such good defense, he had to pass the ball for to settle for a Brooke Lopez three-pointer, which rimmed off. So Brooke. the Blazers, Brooke Lopez, he, which was a which was a past Blazer himself. That's uh, this is full of pass plays on the Bucks have three pass plays. What could have been? What could if only you been? had uh, drafted Giannis? And and the uh, the teacher, which is Damien, his student, which I'll call Anthony Simons, was the one who actually hit the game, the go-ahead uh, bucket right prior to that last minute shot. So um, I would say there is a lot to be excited about in the future. Dame even said that he always receives his career ending in Portland. So he, here's my here's my prediction, Julian. Yeah. The Bucks win in the next two years the NBA Finals. Next three years. I'm going to put it out. Next sorry. three years. Spot, spot him. Let, let, let me continue. Okay. He's, they're going to win the next three years the NBA Finals. Uh, the minute they win, Dame's going to say, I want out, goes back to Portland. By that point, the Trailblazers' young Bucks are now – it's funny because – Young Bucks, but he's playing for the Bucks. Get it? Yeah. The Young Bucks and the Trailblazers are now officially, you know, doing well. You know, young vets, not vets, but you know, in their in their early prime. And Dame's there more to be, uh, you know, a supporting role, but still has that magic. And then he wins the championship with the Blazers. Oh. Wouldn't that be the? And then retires, oh. hangs his jersey, says I'm done, and then runs for mayor of the city. What do you think? So let me get this straight. So. <laughs> The Bucks win the finals in three years or the next no, three years? Within the next three within years, the, the next Bucks three will... years. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
And then at that point, now that Dame has a ring, he's like, this was fun, but now I must go back. And 100%. Either his contract ends or something happens, and he now leaves to go back to the Blazers, to which now the children have grown up into young bucks, and he joins those bucks, and then they win the finals. 100%. That's exactly how it's scripted out to be. Because like listen, the here. actual Bucks his, will look pretty stupid if they do that. <laughs> his, his jersey number, they say, is the letter O for Oakland, Ogden, and Oregon. There's no Milwaukee. There's no M. There's no W for Wisconsin in there. He can't stay on the Bucks forever. It doesn't make sense on his jersey. Makes no sense. Sorry, what was the O for? The O is for he grew up in Oakland. Yeah. He went to college in Ogden, Weber yeah. State, and then he played in Oregon. Oh, I so, see. Um, what state is Milwaukee in? Wisconsin. So the, the, the only thing he could for the ah he, he could really have would be like a, a side of it would be like a three because I could kind of be like a W or an M, you know, if you were to turn Ogden so. for Wisconsin. It kind of still <laughs> no. works. Kind of still not works. Not at all. Not at all. Milwaukee. <laughs> But I will say, everyone should start watching the Blazers, how they're improving. They've won last three out of five games. Should have beat those damn Thunder as well, which we all know how we feel about them. We do. Um, <laughs> so they're on, they're on the up and up. I think the Young Bucks are they're learning. They're, they're taking in a lot of, you know, uh, his experience. Mm. Scoot's starting to look a little bit better. He looks like he is definitely not 19 years old. He's got those goggles on, like he's from the the, the 80s, you know. The Blazers have Shannon Sharp. Shaden Sharp, number one, not Shannon Sharp. He's not a receiver. Um, Shaden Sharp. Shaden. Shaden Sharp. Is that him? Is that uh, he's he's injured right now. Yeah, but, but he's he, gonna be healthy soon again, right? Yes. Once yeah. he's healthy, so they're playing like this with with him not even healthy right now. So. Well, um, okay, so I think we had this talk uh, last week, and I said I want you to come up with a team. Because you said the Blazers would win the finals in four years. Now, I've heard that part of your plan is because they're going to get Dame Lillard back. Real creative. Yep. Uh, who would you compare? If, if, if the Blazers are four to five years away from winning it all, then what championship team would you compare them to? Of, of, <laughs> this is my of days of past. <laughs> this was my homework. This was. I mean, so when I... Re- Plus, <laughs> when I originally made this this mention on our, our text or phone call, yeah. Um, yeah, you called me. You don't remember why you called me. Though, I, right? still you just have no idea. I had a reason. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. Julian just missed me. So he gave me a call. That's not it. Of all the reasons, that can't me. be it. It was really sweet. He just missed me. He said, I don't know why I'm calling you, but I love hearing your voice. Not it. Um, I Well, one, I think I like that they're building from the ground up similar to I'm, I'm going to tell you who they're going to be like, but. Similar to a Sacramento or a Thunder, right? They're, they're, they're building up from the ground up. But I remember another team that built up from the ground up that no one thought would be a dynasty. Do you remember that team that maybe won, I don't know, three rings and prior to Kevin Durant going, built up from the ground up? Are you saying they are the Golden State Warriors? <laughs> I mean, Golden State Warriors were not even relevant. They built up. From draft picks, I mean Clay Thompson, as we all well know, oh, he had yeah. drafted by Golden State. So, you know, he wasn't uh, someone they traded. Chauncey for. Billups, 
Also former NBA player, uh, just like Steve Kerr. All right. Yep. I'm starting yep. to I mean, see no about him. Well done on the homework. <laughs> Very relatable. Hey, you know what, Julian? Right. Well, I mean, at you least you set the bar too high. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. Um, well, now I have a fully clear picture of what should I should be looking out for. On the so Blazers. if you want to if you want to invest in Blazer merch now, I don't just know just know in four years it's gonna be worth a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah, those that Chris Webber jersey I've got has totally just shot through the stratosphere in value since they became good. <laughs> um, so, all right, we've got that nice clear picture of the Blazers' future. Super Bowl predictions. Um, Okay, I'll get. We won't do the whole. I doubt I'm going to do a pod, but who no one needs. There's enough people talking about all the things of the Super Bowl. You do one prediction. I'll do one prediction, and just make it more more creative than a. Do a creative prediction and a final score. That'll be fine. That'll be enough. Um, my uh, first prediction. You're going to say something Taylor Swifty, aren't you? You're going to say something Taylor Swift. (laughs) Damn it. My first prediction is that Taylor Swift will leave her Tokyo tour uh-huh. and arrive on time oh. for the game. She parachutes in for the national anthem? Yes. Perfect. Oh, bold. All right, and what would your final score be? Um, I think it's going to be a close game. The hard thing is I don't really know who to root for. I know we don't like San Francisco. Bottom. But I also you know, don't know, you that know I exactly who to not root for. I know, but, he, but here's the thing. Here, here's here's the thing. It, it, it's a weird Super Bowl where you have the the like Kansas City is building kind of a mini dynasty in some ways. Who cares? Who cares about a dynasty? <laughs> like no, all I'm saying, I feel like there's no one to root for. Really, it's fine. Just think of it this: they build a dynasty. And then Mike McDonald builds the perfect team next year, and we beat that <laughs> dynasty, and then yay, 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 we win. Like, who cares about dynasties? I don't know why everyone's like, eh, dynasty, meh. It's boring. I get it. If there was any other team, sure. But my my engine of hate <laughs> is too strong. My engine of hate is revving very loudly. I can't even hear dynasty talk. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 I will say I – even with that talk, I do believe Kansas City will win, but I I think it's going to be a good game, and I'm gonna say 27-24 KC. Oh, all right, all right. Um, yeah, that's actually that's good. I was gonna say something like 21 to 10, uh, mainly because my Super Bowl prediction is that watching Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes is going to essentially make that after they lose the Niners nation wanting more out of their quarterback. I think that the whole Brock Purdy, like, is he good? Is he not good? It all comes into clarity when they watch Purdy versus Mahomes, because I'm sorry, man, but that guy's got like 11 rabbit's feet dangled around his left ankle or something because people are dropping his interceptions like crazy. It happened in the Green Bay game. It happened in the Lions game. And if it happens again, 
witchcraft. He is a witch, and we will have to burn him. That is it. I mean, I guess that's a double take, but my my, my number one thing is that the world is is a good and normal and just place, and that Brock Purdy's performance will make uh, the entire Niners nation sober up because it'll be in comparison to Mahomes and be like, oh my god, this is not it. I mean, this, this this is like the most anticlimactic QB lineup in a Super Bowl probably ever. It should be. I yeah. mean, because give Does he think of Mahomes versus Lamar? Do a, do yeah. a, uh, a, a Freaky Friday in this game. Niners win 63-7, to seven, right? If you put Mahomes on the Niners, they win... By fifty, the game. I wish everyone could see Julian's over. hand motions and face. There's a <laughs> lot of gestures right now, <laughs> but that's not the case. It's Brock Purdy, the the Mister Irrelevant uh, versus Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, who can give him one good half of football, and. Justin Watson and Marquise Fielder's Scantling and half of a Kadarius Tony. And it, Brock Purdy has arguably two of the best wide receivers in football and one of the best three tight ends in football. And a, a decent running and, back. And, and, and an asteroid that hit the earth uh, <laughs> and now plays football in Christian McCaffrey. And it's so depressing that Christian McCaffrey did not get MVP because now Lamar got it. And who's even thinking about Lamar anymore? Like, what was your favorite Lamar game? I don't know. Like, like I don't know. But, like, what was an important McCaffrey game? You're like, oh, maybe his four-touchdown game? Or maybe his three-touchdown game? Or maybe that time he scored a touchdown or multiple touchdowns in, like, 12 or 19 games in a row or whatever. And it's like, yeah, holy shit. Christian McCaffrey was the MVP this year. It's so clear now. Everything is so soberingly clear. Really uh, is so upset right now. Uh, Julie, I'll make my call real quick. Quick pause. Wait. Let's just end it. Let's end it. I, you got okay. one minute. Let's just let's roll the music. And you get to talk about, you get to bitch about something. Uh, all right, one second. Uh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Okay, and uh, three, two, bottom, you got it. One minute, 45 seconds, all you want to say, go. Um, I just want to make a note that, and I'm sure Lyle's been giving us some updates on this uh, recently, but the Tubes men's basketball team seems quite relevant currently in the Pac-12 conference. So I think we all need to start keeping an eye on the Cougs, and we may need to go to Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament because this is the last Pac-12 tournament ever. That's right. Well, the way it is, and the Cougs, you know, besides Arizona, which has lost not only to the Cougs, but also the Beavs, no one else is even a ranked team, and the Arizona has like three losses in conference. So That's good. it is ours to be taken, boys. We could have the last possible Pac-12 championship, and that's basketball. That's good. Also, we play UW on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what days are. Anymore. Bottom. That is a great point. We should also start looking into tickets. 
And we can yeah. all stay at the, the Bunk Bed Suite at Circa. <laughs> the best plan we ever, or we can go back and get our room at Caesars. I'm sure it's waiting for us. I like that. I'm sure no one's, I'm sure we still have some beer, beer pong balls left there. We'll get them back. You can find your old sleeping spot. Okay, Bottom, thank you so much for making the time. You can go off to your call all drunk. Hi, everyone. This has been the Finicky Football Podcast. Happy Super Bowl. If we don't talk before then, go Chiefs. Good Finicky. And good night. Good job, Bottom. All right, go to your call. Perfect. All right, All right, dude. Turn this off. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks, dude. We'll talk soon. All right, see you, buddy. All right, good luck on the slopes. Call me <laughs> when you miss me.